0: Did you know that having a positive outlook doesn't have to be toxic to you or to others? Hi, my name is Ken Williams. I'm a certified life coach, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and the host of Untoxic Positivity, a podcast where we learn to be less toxic and more positive. So get curious, stay positive, and come join the conversation. And welcome back to our conversation about how to be positive without being toxic. Um, I've been thinking about this a little bit over the last few weeks, because I have been um, getting some feedback from people at work. And when I talk about people at work, I'm talking about my, my um, day job, quote, unquote, night job, uh, over, overnight, my job working at FedEx. I'm an offload-onload manager. What that means is that my team offloads all of the freight once a plane lands, And once everything gets sorted, then we reload the plane. And I really enjoy it. And um, (laughs) I enjoy it to the point where I have had um, people who, I've had a couple people in the the last few weeks who have asked, why are you so positive? And so I thought about that, especially as it relates to this podcast, Untoxic Positivity. And... um, I want to make sure that I am not being toxic in my positivity, which I think is super important. So let me tell you a little bit about how that came about. Uh, About a year and a half ago, we had a pretty significant change in how we do business. Uh, At the Indianapolis Hub, we are the second, at least we used to be, I don't know if we still are, (laughs) the, the second largest hub in the FedEx Express Network. And we had on an average night, probably about 48, 55, somewhere in that range, depending on the night, around 50, uh, 50 to 55 planes that would land every night. And we would have teams that would be assigned to offload those. The freight would be sorted. Then we would reload those. My team started around 11 o'clock at night. Uh, we would offload five or so planes, five, six planes, depending on the night, depending on how quickly things went, depending on, uh, the, the freight flow, the inbound. And then, um, we would, after everything had been sorted, we would be assigned a specific flight. We would go load that flight. And then once that took off, which was usually on a normal night, uh, around four, between four and four thirty in the morning. And then I would have some time to wrap things up. I would get, um, back up to my office between 4:30 and five o'clock. I would take care of some administrative things, make sure that I was caught up on everything. And then depending on the day, I was out the door between seven and eight usually. I like to be a little bit earlier because then I wouldn't hit morning rush hour traffic. And uh, I was on a, it was a five day work week, so I would work Monday through Thursday. We didn't have an operation on Friday, so my Friday was an administrative day. I would, uh, depending on the, the week, depending on the uh, management expectations that um, my upper-level management had, uh, I would either come in in the afternoon or the evening. Sometimes I would come in overnight. Sometimes uh, there were times that I had a, uh, a boss who would be totally fine with me just sticking around on Friday morning once I finished my... Thursday obligations, I would just stick around and get things done, which was kind of nice. I was still working the number of hours. I was still getting the the time in, still getting the job done. It was just a commute of one day that I was uh, not, that I was not putting in. So five day work week, uh, working from on average 10 to six ish, something like that. And the beginning of April, Last year, which would be twenty twenty one, I think that's right. Does that sound right? <laughs> it was. It's been about a year and a half, I think. We added a second sort for the the night sort um, obligations. So we had not just the night sort, which went, that was tightened up a little bit. So instead of being uh, done at about four thirty, we're now done about four, between four and four fifteen, depending on the flight. Uh, But then we turned right around and we started a second sort, which is called the Sunrise Sort. This was done to help uh, take care of some of the uh, late packages that came in. Plus, we have a lot of the super urgent priority stuff, the stuff that needed to be delivered by 10 in the morning, 1030 in the morning. And then there was a lot of other stuff that was less uh, urgent. That could be delivered really any time during the day, so they kind of split a lot of those those packages up on the inbounds, and so most of the urgent stuff would come in on that night sort, and then the the, the less critical shipments would come in in the um, on that second that second round. The way it looks right now is we have about forty seven flights that come in on the night sort, so it's dropped a little bit from where we were, and we've got about twenty seven. To 29 on the sunrise. So it's not quite as heavy as the night sort, but we do have a, a still a pretty substantial um, schedule on that sunrise. And the sunrise starts at about 4 o'clock in the morning and goes until, uh, we're really wrapped up by 9.30-ish, 9.30, 10 o'clock. So what happened when that flipped over? We knew, I knew from some of the other experiences that I'd had, as we'd made some significant changes in processes, I knew it was gonna be tough. I knew we didn't have it right to start out. I knew we were gonna have to make some adjustments. I knew we were gonna, uh, it was gonna be hard for a short period of time or for some period of time. And it was gonna take a while for us to kind of hit our groove. So Monday, rough, rough night. (laughs) It was hard. Tuesday. Um, it was like my team, which was a pretty good, um, producer, pretty good, uh, pretty good at getting things done. Things had kind of fallen apart. And I called my boss at one point and I said, I just want you to know that my team didn't just suddenly start to suck. And it's not that we had been horrible all along. It's just, uh, we're out of our groove right now. And day three, uh, at the end of the day, um, I ended up in a room. With three, I think I was in there with three different, four different ramp agents. Now, just to to put it in perspective, my my work week shifted from a five day work week to a four day work week. My day shifted from a, I'll call it, put it in air quotes, an eight hour day because I never worked an eight hour day, but it was always a little bit longer, to a ten hour day. And again, I wasn't working a ten hour day, but it was that's what the plan was: ten hour day, four days a week, Monday through Thursday, with occasional Fridays. And so instead of getting out at six, seven o'clock in the morning, I wasn't getting done until 10. And because I was really covering a second operation at the same time, I was covering uh, just a tremendous amount of, of bandwidth. And it was, uh, I was coming in at at nine o'clock or so at night and I wasn't leaving until about uh, noon. And it was, it was tough. So I was talking, I was in this room talking to three or four different ramp agents and they didn't report to me. One of them who did report to me was in the room, but he he wasn't part of the conversation. So there were three people that I was talking to, and they were just dragging. They were just down. And they were telling me how much the job was, how much they hated it, how much. It just was horrible, and it was just hard. And these people, I'd worked with them before, and they enjoyed their job. They were were (laughs) kind of enthusiastic and they were upbeat and they were positive people. And all of a sudden things were dragging. And uh, to be honest, I was too. I was, I spent, there was one night, I spent an hour on the phone with my boss and I was just yelling at him because of how things were just hard. And one of the things that I get super excited about, and this is one of the things that's really helped me as a coach, is my ability to ask good questions. And I like to ask questions that get people to think. And so if we end up in a coaching relationship, you can count on me asking a question that's going to make you think. And the answer is not important to me. The answer is important to you. And so as I was talking to these ramp agents, these are the leads on the teams. These are the people that are kind of calling the, the shots from minute to minute because I can't be, I was working with three different teams. I couldn't be with three different teams at any given point. And so these are the people that were really directing the operation. And I've learned that if they're having a rough, horrible day, then it kind of filters down to the rest of the team that they just have a rough, horrible day. And so as we're talking, I'm asking what's working, what's not working. They've got this whole long list of rants and it's just really, it was a negative. It was an important conversation for us to have. I was getting valuable information, but it was just hard and I finally asked the question, what's different? What's different about the job? Because a week ago you loved it and today you hate it. And the only thing that's different, the only circumstance we talked uh, in a previous episode about circumstances, the only thing that was different was the circumstance was different. And circumstances don't cause our feelings. So they didn't hate their job because the workday was a lot longer. And just to kind of put it into a perspective, just to give you an idea on the previous week, we were, the average team was probably offloading five, four to five planes. And now we were offloading maybe three planes. We'd load a plane, turn around, offload two planes and load a plane. So the amount of work was longer, but not substantial, not substantially more. So When I asked that question, what's different? What changed? Why do you hate your job today and you loved it a week ago? I realized I wasn't asking just them the question. I was asking me the question because I was, (laughs) I was pretty negative at that point. I was struggling and it got me thinking, nothing's different. I'm doing the exact same job. It looks exactly the same, except it's longer. I'm at the facility a little bit longer. I'm with my team a little bit longer. But aside from that, fundamentally, I'm doing the exact same job. So especially as I started going through coaching certification, I started to understand that the circumstance doesn't change our feelings. It is so easy to think that I hate my job because my boss is an idiot. (laughs) Or because the hours are long, or because it's too far away, or because the people that I work with aren't nice, or whatever. Those are all circumstances, and I should just to be clear, some of those are the distance from your home to the uh, the job is a circumstance, but whether that's too far or not far enough, that's those are thoughts. What affects our our feelings is our thoughts it's our thoughts about the job the thing and and I know this is true because as soon as I realized that for myself the job was exactly the same except it was longer my attitude my feelings instantly changed instantly all of a sudden I didn't hate my job anymore because I loved it I love my job I work outside except for when it rains <laughs> I'm not a super big fan of that. But I love my job. And I realized that the circumstance isn't going to be what what makes me hate my job or love my job. It's going to be what I think about those circumstances. And I realized that if I can adjust those thoughts, then I can have a significant impact on my feelings. And so I had I'll just tell you a couple of situations. There's a guy that had uh, reached out to me. He wanted to come over to my team and he asked, "Why are you so positive?" Uh I had another guy, this is one of my peers, who asked the same thing, "Why are you so upbeat all the time?" And it's because I understand that it's my thoughts. It's my thoughts that create my feelings. It's not my circumstance. There are things that you can change. There are things that you can adjust. You can have some impact on your circumstances some of the time. There have been a few times that I've been so frustrated with my circumstances. I was ready to walk out the door. I was ready to quit my job, hand over my ID, and just be done with it. But the thing is that many times we can't change our circumstances, and we certainly can't change them as quickly as we want to all the time. Many times the circumstances are in somebody else's hands, the working relationship that I have with my boss, I have some input, but the way that he interacts with me, that's him. That's, that's the circumstance. And so when he calls me constantly to tell me where my team is or where they should be or what I need to be focusing on, that I I can't necessarily change. But what I think about that can change. I can think, man, this guy is a micromanager. He doesn't trust me to do anything. He's always on my case to make sure that I'm doing what he wants me to do. And if I have that thought, just imagine the feeling that I'm going to have. I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to be angry and I might be resentful. On the other hand, what if I have the thought, he wants to make sure that I'm aware of what he sees as the most important thing for me to do right now. If I have that thought, maybe I can be grateful that he's he's shortcutting the the system for me, so that I don't have to go look at all the reports or or examine what everything is going on, so that I can be in the right place at the right time. He's simplifying that for me, and so I can be grateful, or I can be at least I can acknowledge that he's trying to help me be successful. Circumstance isn't different; it's the thought. So as I was as I was thinking about this, I got super excited about how. Uh, We have a lot of problems in society with people hating their jobs. And I want to help you. If you hate your job, I want to help you find the perfect career. And so if you hate your job and you don't want to, maybe you want to hate your job. I know people that weren't happy unless they were unhappy. And maybe that's you and that's fine. But if you want to love your job, you can it's absolutely possible, and I would love to, to sit down with you and talk to you about how that can happen. And so uh, in the show notes, I've got a link to my schedule. Just feel free to reach out, and I would be happy to sit down with you for a few minutes and set up a plan so that you can love your job, whether it's the job you have now or whether it's something else, how you can find the job. We, we can work on goal setting. We can work on, on some mindset. But it's absolutely possible. Now, I want to be super clear as well because I love my job does not mean I love my job all the time. This is where it gets important to understand the distinction between positive and being toxically (laughs) positive, that there are times that things happen and I just am not happy about it. I may get an assignment that I just don't want. I have an assignment right now that takes an hour to an hour and a half every single night, and I've got it for at least two more weeks. I don't want it. I don't like it. But that doesn't mean that I, that I have to just kind of, uh, brush over it or look at everything through those rose colored glasses. I think it's super important to acknowledge and feel the feelings. And then a good question is, are these feelings serving me? And if they aren't, then let's work with that. But feeling your feelings, super important. And, um, Having thoughts, having the thoughts that are going to serve you about your circumstance, also sur- super important. Um, hopefully, this helps at least <laughs> give you an idea that there might be hope for you if you're one of those people that is in a job that you hate. Uh, let's talk. I'd love to uh, help you see what uh, po- possibilities are out there for you. In the meantime, thanks for listening. I would love if you would reach out to me, ken at kenwilliams.coach. Uh, Let me know what you think. If there's something you want to hear about or talk about or discuss or not hear hear about or not talk about, let me know. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Untoxic Positivity. If you wouldn't mind, we'd sure appreciate you taking a few minutes to like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating and review. If you like what you've heard and want to know if I can help you get out of the passenger seat and into the driver's seat of your life, please click the link in the show notes to schedule a free consultation. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.